0: Oila, <laughs> what's up, <coughs> this is Aiden Jones, you're listening to Sitting Under a Retreat, for Tuesday the 29th of May, 2018 baby, what's going on, you're fucking, <sighs> what am I, uh... oh actually, alright, let me just breathe for a second, let me just like, <sighs> take a second, I, like yesterday and today I've just been working on my, uh, my business plan for niece, so that's the, the, um, I don't know if I've explained properly what this is. Nice stands for New Enterprise Incentive Scheme. It's a government scheme in Australia where you basically pitch them a business. Um, so my business is like, I want to be you know, a professional comedian. And um, <clears throat> they put you in an eight-week micro-business management course. It's like a Cert Three in micro-business management. Hold up, let me drink my tea real quick. <laughs> um, they put you in this course and at the end of the course, so the whole course is working towards putting together a business plan um, with all your financials and marketing and everything. My, my shit is like fucking 50 pages long. And at the end of it, you present your business plan with all these supporting documents that proves basically that you, as, as much as is possible, that in your first year of operation as a business, you're going to make enough money to, um, equal that, that would be given to you by Centrelink in a year. And if you can do that, then you go on the NICE allowance, which is nine months of Centrelink where you don't have to be looking for work or whatever. It's just supposed to support you. It's like a little handrail to lean on while you start your business, you know? So I've been doing that for the last eight and a half weeks and my day to present my business plan is tomorrow. Um, And I've been fucking just stressing like crazy about it. Especially for like the last, just like the last week or so as the date comes closer. And uh, man, I've been fucking like, I don't normally work on things that I do That's the thing is I work like I write comedy and I do, I go to shows and all that. But that doesn't feel like work because even the writing, not the performing, it's fun to me, the performing is also fun, like, of course, but even the writing, I fucking love sitting down and writing comedy, and, um, I could do that all day and not be tired, you know, but doing this fucking business plan shit is, like, is mind-numbing, the, oh my god, like, the level of detail that you have to go into, I'm like, I have three products, my corporate show, and my club show, and my festival show, and this is how I'm going to market them, and these are the strengths and weaknesses of my businesses, these are the the opportunities and the threats, and oh, (laughs) it's fucking mind-numbing shit, man, and, uh, I mean, lucky that Colin, who's the marketing teacher for the course, is the most engaging fucking dude ever, or this would have been eight weeks of, of hell. Colin is an absolute champion, and uh, he's made it great. But so today, I was just in the new cafe. There's a new cafe around the corner from where we're living, the Lucy Lockett, I believe, and um, I've just started going in there, man. Actually, just now, I made friends with the barista. His name's Jamie. I've got a fucking a bro in there now. Um, hopefully, that leads to some like cheap coffees, discounted shit, and whatever, Um, but also it's just lovely to, that was the first place I went to, back in North Melbourne, I had like three or four kind of different locals, here, first place I go to, sick, the chick who's like the wait staff there, dope, and the dude making the coffee, dope, done, that's it, sorted, that's my local now, Um, I don't even have to fuck with other places, you know, and it's like, dude, it's like a hundred meters from the house, oh my god, so great, they do Wi-Fi, they do fucking, uh, they got PowerPoints there, um, I don't, they don't make you feel bad for ordering one, like, you know, in some places when they fucking keep coming around, I actually like that I can sit there for four hours, and my old coffee cup from when I first sat down doesn't get picked up, you know, like, it's still sitting there, because it's, it, it kind of says, like, you know what, we're not fucking bums rushing you in and out, we're not waiting for you to leave, and like, coming down every half hour going, can I get you anything else, it's like, fuck off, man, no, I'm clearly working, these guys don't do that at all, I love it, oh man, and they're just lovely to talk to, and, um, it's really nice people, A great attitude towards work, there is a poster in the, <laughs> there's a poster in the cafe that's at like, Live every moment, laugh every time when you want to, and love, like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, my God, man. There really, that's too many... If I had one gripe with the Lucy Lockett in Brunswick East, too many positive aspira- aspirations, affirmations. Too many positive aspirations. They think fucking too much of themselves. They try to be something they're not. No, they're not doing that. But too many, too, too many lame fucking... Wait, I'll find the picture that I took yesterday, right? I'm doing my business plan, and my uh my computer does this thing where uh, I don't know what. You would think that computers would just work perfectly, you know? Why can they not just be? I don't know. My computer does this thing because I have Open Office, and uh, I it, whenever I double click on a like an image in in Word it comes up with, like, the image menu or whatever, but then, as soon as that opens, a little dialogue pops up that's like, this menu, you don't have enough, uh, no, you don't, you don't have enough menus. It says you don't have Java runtime, and so this menu, like, you can't run this, something, I don't even fucking read it. I just see that yellow triangle with an exclamation mark in the middle, and I'm like, oh, God, and, um, so I close it, and then it just keeps popping up, and it's like, so it's like you can't get out of that menu. So you just have to go in a task manager and kill the process of Open Office, which means that you can't save the shit that you've done. And yesterday, that so I just try and never click on image, like double click on images. But you know, sometimes you, sometimes you bloody slip. Sometimes you fucking, we all make mistakes. Can't. So, <laughs> why did I say can't? Can't. So I um. Yeah, I double clicked on a thing and it came up and I lost like 45 minutes of work. And I just was sitting there and I knew as soon as it popped up, I was like, oh, great. I'm definitely going to lose all that work. Close the thing, reopen it, try to recover it. Didn't work. Looked at all the work I'd just done. It wasn't there. And I sat in front of the computer and was just like, oh, God and these uh, two, these two girls next to me, and like, on the table next to me, were speaking Spanish, and they looked over, and I was just like, I looked at one of them, and was like, I just lost 45 minutes, I think, actually, no, I said, I just lost an hour worth of work, because I, I straight up lied, because no one's going to respect, 45 minutes is like, it just doesn't sound as impressive as an hour, you've got to say an hour, If I, to be fair, I said I just lost an hour worth of work and they were like, oh man, I'm so sorry. And I was just like, I put on a little show of going like, fuck, and like pretending to punch my computer screen. And they laughed and then we didn't, you know, we were done. Um, And to be fair, I reckon they were nice enough people or whatever that if I'd said, oh, I just lost six minutes worth of work, they still would have been like. They still would have reacted the same. Like they didn't give a fuck. They just cared that I was sad. I think you know. <laughs> even if I was like, if I looked at them and was just like, <sighs> I just dropped my pen, <laughs> they would have been like, "I'm so sorry, man." <laughs> like, and I, it's like, they don't really care exactly what it is that happened, but they're just upset that I'm sad. Isn't that nice? I don't even know if they listened to me when I said I lost it. Kn- there were no follow up questions or anything. They were just like. I'm sorry,
1: <laughs>
0: if I, the the other way, if I was like, <sighs> I just heard my, my dad just killed my mom, <laughs> they were like, I'm so sorry, man, <laughs> it just reacted the same, they weren't listening to the words, <laughs> maybe at that point, they would have been like, you should be more upset. <laughs> Start speaking in Spanish about how they've accidentally sat next to a sociopath. Um, it really infuriated me, though, that, like, I just, you know, how can you not... How does the technology just not work? It Surely it should... Fu- Why is it... I don't even really know what the problem was, but why is there a problem? It's a computer. They should, I don't know. I feel like we, we maybe me, I'll, I'll take ownership of my flaw. I f- have this expectation that's unreasonable, but it's an expectation that like, because something is a computer, that it should just work 100% of the time, that it's like somehow exempt from human error because it's a computer, you know? I mean, if you get a bike, the bike doesn't work 100%, n- not at all you know there's always little bits fucking going wrong and shit but because it's a computer because it's like this it's it doesn't we got we can't see the physical components and the and the literal wear and tear and the dust and whatever else affects the performance of a computer because we can't see that we just see the screen we expect it to, to either be like one perfect or zero not working at all and it, and it, you know that's It's not realistic, guys, so fucking pull your, pull your bloody finger out, and don't get so angry at your phone when it doesn't load the things quick enough, I don't know what I'm talking about, man, it just, I don't really, there was a point in my life when I understood for where I was, I I felt like I had an understanding of computers, and, uh, and it really passed me by, man, I think it was the point when I stopped playing games, you stopped, like, I stopped playing, like, Warcraft and shit, and started taking drugs instead, and then suddenly, the impetus for me to find out the new stuff about computers was gone, because I didn't, it, all I needed my fucking computer for was to message my friends and go, what part do you want to take pills in tonight, you know, mm. oh, I, all right, what else, I want to talk about, um, uh, oh, actually, let me go back, let me, let me go back, the the thing that was on that's right. I, uh, I uh, my um, my computer fucked up and I lost that work. And then I looked over to the side and there was this thing on the wall of a cafe that's uh, yesterday that said "Live every moment, laugh every day, love beyond words." And I was just like, "Go fuck yourself! Don't fucking tell me what to do." That <laughs> even on like on some level made me angrier, you know. <clears throat> but, um, whatever, so, uh, oh, last weekend, I, uh, I, I, this is how stressed I've been with the niece thing, I woke up, for the first, i I'm normally, like, a perfect, so I sleep, I, I am the world champion of sleep, meaning, like, I go to sleep, like, half an hour, tops, absolute tops, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll fuck with some music or a podcast, Sometimes I'll mix it up and just go to sleep just with nothing on, you know, like an absolute champion. That's called training, is what that is. Um, but uh, last week, for like the first time in a long time, I uh, I went to sleep fine, uh, had a podcast on, and then I woke up, and uh, I thought it was a bit of fun first, because I woke up, and it was like, I woke up laughing, like I heard the pod. I was listening to your mum's house, I was listening to some episode where they talk about this fucking uh some like documentary that they've seen or whatever and they're just making fun of the dude in the documentary and I I woke up at like three in the morning and it was like 20 minutes into the podcast and I, re- I remember like fading out of dreams and into consciousness and like I was conscious of the fact that I was laughing before I was even fully conscious. Like the podcast kind of seeped into my sleeping brain made me laugh and that laughter woke me up. It was fucking awesome. Um, and I was enjoying that, but then I wanted to go back to sleep because I had to go to like my, my niece class the next day, and I just couldn't go back to sleep. I think it might have actually been last Tuesday night, and I could not get back to sleep for like an hour and a half, and I was just thinking about money and about niece and my fucking business plan and all this stuff. And that's happened like three times. It happened last night for about an hour. Mm. That's how I can tell I'm really stressed. I think when I lived in London... I was stressed, but I, um, I was also so tired because I was working all the time and doing comedy that the stress never woke me up because every time I went to sleep, it was like, I really fucking needed that sleep, but now I don't have a job, but I'm, I'm as stressed, but not as tired, so I just woke up in the middle of the night and was just like, money, 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 that's the fucking worst, man. Just thinking about money, Well, that was how stressed I was in London, living in London was I used to, I remember even consciously realizing that I had started rattling off my finances and the particulars of my money situation every month to, pe- to like friends, like when friends would ask me like, oh, how's London? Um, if they were visiting or on Facebook, I would just be like, I pay this much in rent, this much for my food, this much for my travel, this is how much money I spend on getting to comedy every week, this is how much money I make, <laughs> it was like, that must have been so fucking boring and off-putting for people to talk to, oh my god, get a fucking accountant, you loser, but uh, yeah, I've been, I don't know, I've had a little bit of trouble sleeping this week, man, because of that, the business course thing, I guess, and just the pressure. If I don't get this, like, I'm going to go in tomorrow and I probably won't get accepted straight away, but then I'll be, like, you know, approved with subject to these conditions. You have to go away, do a little bit more work, and then get approved. So there's really no chance that I'm not going to get approved eventually. Um, But just the the, the pressure is that, like, I need to get approved before I go away on the 28th of June. Otherwise, I'm literally fucked, like, actually fucked. (laughs) Like, I have not enough money... I I no way do I have enough money to pay rent for the three months that I'm away A- and like, yeah, I need this money. <laughs> I need it real bad. <laughs> um, I said that my I, I called my mum the other day and uh, she was just like, "Oh, what are you gonna do if you if you don't get approved?" And I was like, "I'm fucked, fucked, absolutely fucked," you know, which is always exciting. Mm-mm. I want to um, maybe I'll talk about music now. What time are we running at? Oh, great. I, what songs have I been listening to this week? Um, so, if you're not up on this, basically every week I'm doing... Uh, I'm just going to throw down two song recommendations. Um, and if you want to find all of the previous ones, if you're on Spotify, which if you're not on fucking Spotify, sort your shit out, idiot. If you're on Spotify, go onto the playlist, uh, Sitting Under a Tree 2018. And also... Uh, there's a collaborative playlist on there called "Sitting Under a Tree, Listeners." So if you want to recommend me a song, jump on a Spotify, find it on there, and uh, and throw it in that playlist, um, "Sitting Under a Tree, Listeners." Yeah. Um, so the songs for this week, I uh, I heard this song by George the Poet, who I have no fucking idea who it is, but I, it came up on my Discover Weekly because of Georgia Smith, um, who. Oh, that's right. Speaking of, like, fucking coming out of sleep, I was in, um, so the way I discovered Georgia Smith was I was in a hostel in Dublin. There's some hostels that are, like, party places, and then there's some hostels that are, like, this is for homeless people who scrounge the cash together, and the one that I was in in Dublin was the latter and, uh, I found this song by Georgia Smith by, like, I was about to fall asleep, and then I heard it, and I made myself get up and, like, and save the track, because it was fucking sick, um, I'm not recommending that song right now, so if you want to know what that is, you can fucking hit me up and find out, but the, um, one from this week, George the Poet, the song is Follow the Leader, it's got Georgia Smith on it, you can't even really hear her, to be honest, um, she's, like, in the, in the chorus, or whatever, but, George the Poet, let's find his, um, let's find his fucking website there, georgethepoet.com. I was put off a little bit because it goes, George the Poet is a London-born spoken word performer. Oh, God. Spoken fucking. His innovative brand of musical poetry has won him critical acclaim, both as a recording artist and a social commentator. That sounds like someone who takes himself real seriously. (laughs) Um... The social commentary at the core of George's work extends beyond his music with the brand new Search Party app. George connects his listeners with organizations around the world tackling the issues addressed in his poetry. Click here to find out more. Okay, so he's got like a little little charity app or something. What? George the Poet live at the 2017 Formula One Singapore Airlines Singapore Grand Prix. <laughs> it's so weird, like... He looks real fucking slick, man. It looks like this website's made with Squarespace, which I'd fucking swear against, but... Oh. <laughs> What's this? Have you heard George's podcast? Here we go. Music, satire, and time travel all collide in this razor-sharp new offering from George the Poet. The wordsmith rips up the rule book in his return to the stage... With three different shows in three different cities, each show pretends to be nothing more than a live podcast but quickly morphs into something much weirder. Okay. To buy tickets to the show, click the Everyman link below. It's called Everyman. That sounds pretty fucking cool. Maybe he takes himself too serious or maybe he's alright. I'm gonna listen to that fucking podcast. Who is George? It's just like George the Poet is the. How much. It's interesting to see, like, what level are these people on, you know? Like, I'm listening to this guy's music like how many Instagram followers does he have, oh, 19.5k, brutal, I've got like a thousand, <laughs> anyway, that song's fucking great, and then uh, the other song that I uh, I want to throw in was uh, "Addict for Your Love, oh my god, "Addict for Your Love by Death on the Balcony, I heard that in the cafe yesterday, came on, I heard the song uh, Georgie Porgy by Toto, remember that fucking band Toto that no one has any business knowing, they've That song like I bless the rains down in Africa It's really fucking annoying that song We um We played that shit in the In jazz band in in school Um, And I had no idea what it was until we did that And then they like They always play it at Yaya's They'll play like One Dance by Drake And then Toto And then Africa by Toto And you're like who is DJing right now is there, like, a sibling rivalry behind the thing where... I don't know what that was about to be. Like, like two... Like, a brother and a sister are fighting over the decks. And they have complete opposite... It's like the... It's like two twins. They're, like, uh... They're, like, you know, the the opposite sex twins. And they've been forced by their parents because their parents don't have enough money to throw them, a, like, at separate birthday parties. So they've got joint birthday parties. They all have separate groups of friends. And the parents are, like, we don't have enough... <laughs> Sarah and Michelle, the boys called Sarah. <laughs> he's, he's copped a real bad name, so he knows that the girl was they the parents wanted two girls, they already picked their names and then they've come out and they're like, We'll call him Sarah, like C E R A. That's a boy's name. And uh and they've had one fucking birthday party, two different groups of friends, and the kids are fighting over the they're like, I want Toto, but I want Africa by Toto, I want fucking Drake one dance. I mean, this is an awful riff. Jesus Christ. For anyone who clung on to Dear Hope thinking that might get funny at some point, you're doing God's work. Thank you very much for staying with me on that fucking horrific ride. How's last night, me and Blake? I'm going to talk about the song in a second. Last night, me and Blake, um, my housemate, housemate slash second best friend, (laughs) were... um, we went to record a podcast, we were going to do like a, like just me and him, I was going to have him on as a, as a guest, and then we got outside, we were just smoking cigs and drinking beers at the front of the house, and uh, it was okay, but we realized that, oh god, because we fucking see each other every day, because we live together, we do comedy together, we share the same friends, we talk for like, at, you know, an hour at least every day, so we really don't have that much Oh, we were still telling stories and stuff. I haven't listened back to it, but I'm not going to release that one. I'm going to wait till I uh, go away for um, for Edinburgh, for the Fringe, and then come back, and we won't have talked to each other that much for like two and a half months, and we're going to do a podcast then. So look forward to that, guys. If you hear me keeping talking about Blake, going, who the fuck is this Blake? Oh, I'll, uh, I'll have him on the podcast around Septem- September. We're doing a show together in the Sydney Fringe called Second Best Friends. There you go. Um... So maybe I'll throw out a podcast to kind of promote that show when we meet up in Sydney. Hmm. But, um, anyway, yes, yeah, so I was in, uh, I was in the cafe near my house yesterday and I heard this song, Georgie Porgy by Toto, and I shazammed it, found that, and it sounded so much like Addict for Your Love by Death on the Balcony, which is the song that I want to recommend. I realized that that song, Georgie Porgy by Toto, has been sampled fucking heaps of times. Um... Kiss the World by Guru, which I actually don't really fucking like that song, um, Guru's fucking sick, but that song sucks, uh, but that samples him as well, and that like, that riff, man, But oh. the song Addict for Your Love, it's like a housey kind of tune, um, it's really housey, it's like deep, there's not a lot of like lyrics in there, but it's just a Fucking gorgeous groove. Let's look like let's look up Death and the Death on the Balcony real quick. What album are they on? Oh, I don't know what album they're on. <laughs> God, that's never gonna get old. Um, let's have a look on Resident Advisor. From the UK, Death on the Balcony. Oh, what? There's not. Oh, here we go. For some what. For some time now, the combined forces of Mark Cramwell and Paul Hargraves have been causing quite a stir under the guys' death on the balcony. Their style fuses a range of influences, from disco through to house and deep techno, depending on the time. What a boring fucking bio. Death is a burger. release schedule, whether it's disco-infected fuel or emotive house and techno. Fuck, I hope my thing doesn't... Re- if there's anything that I've learnt from reading people's bios, it's that they all fucking suck. Write something good. i got to write a better bio. That's my fucking one thing. Once I finish Nice, oh my god, I can't believe... I, I can't wait to hand in this fucking business plan. Once I get that done, it's like, alright on to fucking cleaning up my website, I got to fucking write the rest of a novella I'm going to put out with my show, all of this stuff that I've been putting off, I can't fucking wait, um, I was going to tell this story this week, and maybe I'll, um, maybe I'll wrap up on this, uh, oh, fuck, oh, what gigs am I doing, (laughs) I keep forgetting that, um, I'm doing, in the next week, uh, Wednesday, the 30th of May, I'm emceeing Kodiak Comedy, that's going to be sick and let's go with the 7th of June, I'm going to be at the Attic, um, oh, the 9th of June, actually, I'm doing a gig in Geelong for uh, uh, Matt Wakefield, who's a, a promoter that I've not worked for yet, I'm super excited about that, if you're in Geelong, Saturday the 9th of June, Fucking um, hit me up on Facebook, AJ Tarko, and uh, I'll give you the details of that, what does it say in there, no, I don't have no fucking idea where it is right now, um, or The Attic, if, yeah, 7th of June, Attic in, uh, in Paran, if you're in Melbourne, that's going to be a fucking, that's always a sick show. Um, I wanted to talk about, uh, I'll finish on this story about my mate Sam, but first of all, I want to talk about, um, my friend Eddie, oh. fell off a fucking, this is crazy, this is actually an awful story, um, with a happy ending, my friend Eddie fell off a fucking roof, um, lives in, um, lives in Darwin with, uh, with his brother, Alex. And <clears throat> they just opened a bar in Darwin and it's going real well. And then uh, Eddie was just hanging out, like having a couple beers on a roof with, um, with, uh, with his mate and slipped off the roof, fell onto his head, fell off the roof, landed on his head. And um, luckily his mate didn't move him and uh, they went to hospital and he um, was put in an induced coma and, uh, just, like, was in a coma for, like, three weeks, three, four weeks, something like that, um, it was just fucking insane shit, and it wasn't, uh, what have they got here, um, so there's a, basically, I want to promote the GoFundMe page, he's just come out of the, um, of the coma, um, but he has amnesia, doesn't remember the fall, so, um, Uh, if you go on the GoFundMe page, which I'll put the link to in the bio of this, um, the about says, in late April, Eddie had a bad accident and is facing a long road to recovery to regain his health. This page is to give people near and far the opportunity to help raise funds to go towards his rehabilitation. Although Eddie's rehab will be a long process, we have strong hopes for him to fully recover and return to his usual self. Thank you and keep Eddie in your thoughts. Help spread the word. So, um... They're looking to raise three grand. They've already raised almost two and a half. So just like, it was fucking crazy, man. These dudes opened this bar um, and they're working real hard at it. They were in the paper in Darwin. They were doing real well. And they're just great dudes, man. They're guys who, um, uh, my mate Phil, who was on the podcast, went to school with Alex, the older brother, and went to the same school as Eddie. I've known those guys for years and uh, they're just fucking legends. It was crazy to hear. I, I remember I was at a show and uh, Phil messaged me and was just like, hey, I got some pretty wild news. And I was like, oh, fucking... I didn't know what it was. I, I honestly thought that his mum might have cancer or something. I was terrified. Um, but I bought a bottle of wine, went around Phil's place. And uh, he told me what had happened. And we just drank wine and, and kind of spoke about it. And at that point, Eddie was still in... Uh, in fucking... Like, in the coma. You know, he'd just been put in the coma. And, like, they weren't sure when he was going to wake up or you know, what the extent of the damage was going to be, um, all they were trying to do was just, like, make jokes about it, the the ongoing joke was, like, um, Alex and, and some of Eddie's other mates were standing in front of the bed while he was sleeping, just, like, trying to talk to him while he was asleep, going, like, dude... You better fucking wake up soon, man, because uh, rumor going around the street that everyone everyone thinks that you did this while doing parkour on the roof, and if you don't wake up to set the record straight, everyone's going to think you gave yourself brain damage by doing some lame shit like parkour, <laughs> which is so funny. Imagine that. The st- Like, you would never fucking live that down. You're in a wheelchair, how'd you get in a wheelchair? I was trying to fucking do parkour, even just the word is so fucking lame, <laughs> I wonder if anyone knows anyone, who is that still a thing, or was that like a thing real briefly, like fucking 10 years ago, dude's like jumping off weird gaps and stuff, well, we'll do a flip off a signpost, I guess it's cool, but it's also fucking real, it's like skateboarding, but you can't afford a skateboard, you know, um, Whatever, anyway, yeah, god, my riffs are fucking garbage today, I'm fucking stuck in the riff, bro, um, if, if anyone's laughed at anything I've said today, you're a fucking idiot, this hasn't been funny, um, ugh. so, so, yeah, man, I want to I wanna throw the um, link to the crowdfunding page in the about section of this podcast, if you want to donate, go donate, I want to throw some money down, um, when I'm finished doing this, and hopefully that's it. It's just it's nice to live in a world where, like, if that happens, even if you don't know the person, if something bad happens to someone, you throw in a bit of money and it's like that do unto others as you would have others do unto you, right? You want to live in a world where if something bad happens to me, there's a community of people around me that will support me. And so, if you want to live in that world, then you be a part of the community that supports other people. All right, fuckheads. <laughs> so, um, right, this is the last thing I want to talk about. My friend Sam makes me laugh like harder than anyone in my life and uh I really can't translate it to let me find what he said so (laughs) he sent this to me the other day and I read it aloud to like fucking Pete and Blake and some of my other mates in comedy and they were like what I don't know why that's funny um he (laughs) tried to call me and I was like hey what's up sorry I couldn't get your call and he goes I just wanted to make uh, I was just about to make a curry and wanted to let you know I'm acknowledging my position of power as a white male and the problematic nature of my cis sexuality before I cook. And to get your permission as a member of an at some time aggrieved minority to prepare the dish as it's neither for profit or self advancement at the the detriment of others. (laughs) No, he's like. I haven't spoken to the dude in, like, fucking three months, and then he just comes out with some shit like that. God, I fucking love him. And uh, I think the story... I wanted to contextualize it a little bit. I think the story that best encapsulates Sam to me was... uh, We went to high school together, and he was, like... He's very... uh, When we we used to go to parties, he would, like, stand in front of mirrors and be like, Oh, I am so beautiful! (laughs) just like singing in an awful voice about how sexy he was <laughs> oh you are so attractive <laughs> and um so one year in school in year 12 there was this kid in year 8 called fucking it uh, doesn't matter craig something something and um he had brain surgery <laughs> because <laughs> That's not funny at all, but he did. He, in year seven, so I, I went to the school from year eight to 12, but in year seven, he had uh, had an epileptic seizure at school and he had to have brain surgery and he had a huge scar and he was a big swimmer and he wasn't uh, allowed to go back into the pool and swim for ages after his brain surgery for obvious reasons. And um, in year 12, he, was, he he did like his big comeback thing Uh, where he was, like, swimming again, and we had the swimming carnival, and uh, he got into the final of the 100-meter freestyle, and so did Sam, and Sam, like, is, like, a pretty athletic dude, and he's he's very strong and all this kind of stuff, but he's not, like, I don't know how he got into the 100-meter final for the swimming, you know, Um, he wasn't a swimmer or a runner or anything like that, but he got into the final somehow, and everyone's lining up, and it's, like, Craig's big comeback race, you know, and he's expected to win. And everyone's like rallying around the pool. And Craig's mum's a teacher, and we're all there. And uh, they do the thing, and it's two laps, right? 100 meters is two laps of the 50 meter pool. And about halfway through the first lap, Craig has another seizure. <laughs> And people are freaking out. His mum dives in the pool to, like, rescue him. The race stops. The race is done. Except for Sam. <laughs> he doesn't realise what's happening. And does the whole race. So, everyone's looking at Craig. They pull him out of the pool. And they're, like, fucking got him out there. And he's fine. Um, <laughs> Sam keeps racing. Gets to the end. Thinks he's won. And goes, Yes! <laughs> and, uh, and they got, you know, they fucking gave him the ribbon, man, because he's like, well, I fucking, I technically won, you know, so, like, you gonna give me the ribbon, or what, uh, (laughs) uh, I think that was the highlight of his athletic career, he won, because the rest of the race stopped to help Craig, (laughs) because he had a seizure in the pool, oh, god, that's Sam, so that's why it was funny that he was ripping on the whole I don't even know, man. He just sends me funny shit like that all the time and I bloody love him. (laughs) Wanted to check with me if he could make a curry. Fucking idiot. That's the pod for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening, man. I hope you've had fun. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, uh, share it with your friends. Rate me on iTunes. If you're listening to this point, fucking go on iTunes if you're listening on iTunes and rate it five stars. Um, or share it, fucking whatever platform you're listening to it on, um, if there's ratings, rate it, and if not, fucking who cares, thank you very much for listening, this has been Aiden Taco Jones, you've been listening to Sitting Under a Tree, peace.